Hello, everybody. Welcome to my podcast. Ah. Hello. Welcome, everyone. I'm going to be talking about envy today. And more, more importantly, the insecurities that come with it and maybe how competition works. Maybe a couple of other things. Maybe some fun stuff. Maybe some sad stuff. Maybe some angry stuff. Maybe something that's going to resonate in your heart. Maybe it won't. Stick around, though. So, with envy. Envy is an important thing to study for me, personally, because it's basically the culmination of a lot of different insecurities about my own self-worth and basically everything I've accomplished and maybe even my own path to success. And it's scary to even dive on in to the deep end of those insecurities, even just for a moment, because it tells me that potentially I don't feel good about what I already have. And if I'm envious and I'm jealous, it shows I want more. And I know what wanting more gives me and gets me. It gets me in a bad spot. It makes me feel like I need so much more where I'm willing to go to harm's length to get that. Addiction. Attachment. Any of that. It's hard to really stay in tune with myself when I want so much more. And so when I feel envy or jealousy, it's kind of like a signal that tells me, oh shit, I need to focus on what I do have and try to find some sort of narrative to tell myself that says this stuff is good. It's good enough. And in turn, you're good enough. Be happy with yourself. But that's bullshit. I want that. I want more. I don't want to just stick with what I have. Part of life is growing. And part of growing is obtaining things. You now, getting something. Now, how do I differ differentiate the, the quest to obtain something healthy from the quest to obtain something, maybe even healthy, but the unhealthy quest itself to obtain something? You know, the natural progression of life to get something versus me being so driven and uh, fueled by some sort of demon that wants to go grab the thing and hold it tight and look at it and bite it and eat it and swallow it just to feel the sustenance it gives, you know, that gratification or worse pleasure. How do I find my way through life without being stuck in some path that's not good for me to get something? That's where it all comes from. And I find that it's the most apparent when I get insecure about someone else's accomplishments. When I see someone who's doing something that I want to be doing, and I look at their success, I see them on top of the mountain, and I try to huck a rock at them to hit them, and I realize how far away I am, and that rock's not getting close to them. But I so desperately want to knock them off that top of the mountain and claim the throne, you know? Become the king of the hill. Be the king so that I can feel like I'm good enough by being the greatest. That's a tough reality to try to chase, because you'll never feel that way. You'll never feel that way. If you've started with the insecurity that tells you that what you have isn't good enough, especially when you have things that are, it's going to be hard to ever feel like it's good enough. The only way it seems to treat that is to feel okay with myself internally, no matter what I have, as long as it's not less than I should, obviously. If I'm homeless, eating poop off the ground and shitting on the floor and then eating rats and all that stuff, I, I don't want to feel good about that. You know, bystanders walk by me. I'm like, I'm going to get you. And they have to like hold their children back from me. That's not good. I don't want to be complacent with that. But I also want to be satisfied with the good things I have, like the accomplishments I have or the people around me, my friends and family, those loved ones, the people who make me feel so good. I want that. And I want to be okay with that. And if I'm not, there's something internal to be worked on, especially when I see someone else who has either the same things or more of those things and it burns my soul hot. You know, as I watch their success, I, I sink into the molten lava and instead of giving a thumbs up, I give a thumbs down because I'm not doing too good. It doesn't feel too good to see that, you know, their success, 
if I'm not doing well, in my mind, even if I am objectively doing well, I don't subjectively feel like it's worth anything. And that needs to be taken on internally through whatever means that could be brought on from the external world. You now, if I want to go and talk about it with a friend or family, if I want to go and get treatment, help for it, therapy, meditate on it, whatever the fuck, yoga, I don't care. It doesn't matter. You do something. You feel like this quest to obtain something, it's much more of an inner battle to win yourself over and tell yourself that what you have is enough and in turn you are enough. It's not as much about going at that person and trying to compete with them. You know, there, there are times and places where competitiveness is good, I believe. Like when you're, you know, playing football or playing basketball, you want to break someone's ankles, cross them up, whoo, yam it on them, fucking throw it down. That's good. Uh, when you're trying to win a competition of any kind, when you're trying to compete in a business, there's competition in life and it's there for a reason. But when life itself is constantly a competition, it gets difficult to manage that. It feels like, honestly, there's no end to the race against whoever you're racing against. And really, you can look at whoever. It can be your your friends. It can be some random person you see at the gym working out and he's kind of like the same size as you and you want to make sure that you assert your big gorilla dominance. It could be anyone. But really, if you rip their face off like Scooby-Doo, you'll see yourself. It's, it's not easy to really accept that it's just your insecurities you're fighting against. They're projected. We all know about projection. We all know about putting something on someone else that we see as a flaw in ourself. It's kind of like that. It's basically just feeling like there's something not good enough about you. And so you'll look at them, that other person, and be like, I'm going to make sure if I can't best myself no matter what, I'm going to best you to get that validation that I am good. But envy, competitive, ugh, competitiveness, jealousy, whatever it is, it's always there in every part of life, I feel like, for the majority of us. Whether it's small or big, we, we naturally want to compete. It's in our DNA. It's in our bone structure. It's in our bone marrow. It's in every part of us that we want to make sure that we stay at the top of the food chain, whatever that food chain might be to us, even if it's not the main food chain. We want to make sure we're on top of our own game, at least. And if we can't ever accept that, that we could be or that we are, we'll go find a way to project that. And that can lead to a lot of trouble. If we really desire to get something that someone else has, and that's sort of a universal thing we deal with, it can definitely come at the wrong time, the very wrong time. Like with close people, people we value a lot. If we're more and more envious of them, for example, let's say someone, a deep friend has sort of a better job than us or whatever, and we really don't have a good job, we might not even have a job, in plain terms, they're more financially successful than us. We'll look at that close friend and maybe there's something boiling up. There's something that's building up and it, it doesn't feel good and it doesn't feel right either. It feels almost like it shouldn't be there, as if you shouldn't be feeling this way. And then there's a whole thing there that's going on. This complex that says, I don't like how I feel here. Maybe I'm bad for feeling this way. And if that's not the problem, the main problem might be that you're just actually feeling these negative thoughts about your friend who's successful as a friend you want to make sure you're supportive and be a good person to them and make them feel so strong but you can't if you don't feel that way if you feel so weak so weak and scrawny it's not ever something that's doable and if it is in your mind it's probably not being done in a way that's healthy for you 
So you might end up projecting some sort of insecurity on that person, and this close friend that's supposed to mean so much to you is all of a sudden an enemy, in some way at least. You'll think of them differently. You'll start to contort this narrative that they're somehow bad in whatever way you want to look at it, that they don't deserve this success. Maybe you're like, oh, I got them there. I held their hand to the mountain. Why am I not up there with them? What happened? And then something breaks out, possibly. Maybe disaster strikes. Maybe a, cat a, catast a catastrophe starts. Who knows? But it's never good. It's never a good thing when this person that you care about a lot starts to become an image, a symbol of insecurity and inadequacy. And so what do we do about that? Well, the same thing. You know, you fight an internal battle, but it's never so simple. It's never a matter of, oh, I'll just tell myself that I'm awesome and that I do everything so good and that I have everything. No, it's never like that. It's really a big process that involves both internal battles and external feats. You know, going out to get something. You can't tell yourself you're good at what you do without something, first and foremost. You know, you can't say you're good at something when you don't do anything. You can't say you accomplished something when you haven't. You can't say that you have things you value if you don't. That's the first step, actually obtaining something. Now, if you're already ahead of the game, ahead of the curb, you took a head start, you might already have those things. That you still feel so bad. Why? Well, that's the internal game. There's something missing. Whether it's inside or out, there's something missing, and you have to find a way internally to process whatever that could be. You have to study it. What are your needs? What are your true needs deep inside? What do you feel needs to be there? And that can be done in a lot of different ways. Maybe you have to go and talk to a therapist about it. Maybe you go and meditate on it. Yoga, fuck it, who knows? You do something. And a lot of times, thinking is the, your biggest ally there. But it's also your biggest enemy. Because I know from personal experience... When things aren't working out and I don't feel like I'm doing enough, I don't feel like I'm good enough, and nothing that feels right feels right anymore, I'll start to overthink. I'll start to wonder, what the fuck? I'm not doing anything wrong. There's got to be something deep inside that's not working. I must be broken. There must be something that needs to be repaired. I'll get the hammers and I'll get the nails and I'll fucking keep hammering them in and all of a sudden, I've damaged the whole structure. That's hard. And it's never a matter of just hammering nails in until you find a stud it's really just giving your time or yourself time and effort to like actually study what exactly the foundations are you know what is the structural makeup of this thing i call my mind and once that happens it's a little bit more simple but again it's never simple because you want something you need something and other people have it and they feel good because they have it but even if i go and get that thing I might still not feel good. And even then, if I don't have it, fuck, I'm going crazy. How do I feel good enough if I don't have enough? Really, you know? How do I feel good enough if I don't have enough? If I don't have what I need? If I don't have what I want? If I don't see it in front of me and I don't feel it within? It's an interesting question. Because I've found in my life that so many of the things that I thought I needed were the exact opposite thing that I needed. For example, I've been with friends that would tell me a lot of great things about myself. They would just continuously praise me and throw dollar bills and go, woo, keep going. And then I'm like dancing, like, <laughs> you know, I feel really good about myself. And they keep giving me that feeling 
through excessive admiration, through excessive validation, support, cheerleading, whatever, and I would give it back thinking that that's good for them too. And then all of a sudden I find myself in disaster directly from that because I, I thought I needed all this excessive admiration and love and affection and obsession. I thought I needed that in my life. I really did. And there's a whole story there because of that, but I found out that was the biggest poison I could get because there's no fucking way I could live up to that standard because I knew whatever they told me, I was going to try to exceed. That's that not good enough mindset. I need more. And so whatever they told me, I had to be one step ahead of the game and get something more till eventually a catastrophe broke out and I felt like every single one of them was wronging me. I felt like I could never be enough for them because I couldn't reach my own standard. And from my own standard came that projection, like me thinking, they must not think I'm good enough. They must be putting these standards on me. They must be making me think I'm not good enough. And then more and more shit broke out, and I eventually fell out with those friends in the worst possible way. And someday I'll get into that story, but it's never easy to put a standard on yourself that is always ahead of the standard you put on yourself. There's like a layered process there ultra layered, so many of them. And you have to peel back each one just to see yourself and see how much you hate what you're looking at because it's not the thing you set out to be because you won't allow yourself to be that. Not yet. So God, fuck. Imagine if you project that on someone else. Imagine if you look at someone who has more than you and you try to apply that same thing. Demons come out. They come up from the depths of hell. They, they scratch you and it hurts. And as they claw away your skin and bone and flesh, you, you start to see that your form is wavering. Your form's wavering, and all of a sudden, you're no longer a person who can be whole. You're just a person that's fragmented in a bunch of different chases to get something that you know you'll never allow yourself to get. And until you put those pieces together and the demons go away, which is hard, until you do that, life's going to always seem grim. It's never a matter of, oh, what does that person have? I want that. It's never that. It can't be. It, it, I mean, maybe sometimes it can be. Maybe sometimes you do want something more than the other person, and maybe it's a healthy chase, that, that same competitive edge that can be healthy, sure. But when it's a matter of core personal things, and you have the awareness to look at that and say that this is a core personal thing, it's very rarely, if ever, good for you to hold yourself to a standard that says, I'm going to be more because of something. Because of this person. Because deep under that, when you really peel back all those layers, there's that quest to be good enough. And more importantly, that notion that says you're not. And that's a very broad thing. Sounds hooey, sounds cliche, it sounds a little stupid, but it really is that. Because good enough or not good enough, it's a matter of just phrase. What it could translate to is, I feel bad. I feel bad about my accomplishments. It could translate to, I feel bad about the way that I feel. I'm going to go binge drink. I'm going to go binge eat. I'm going to go shoot up. I'm going to go freebase or something. I don't know. It, it, it's not really just, oh, me as a person, I'm not good enough. It's translated to context. In that context, it's brutal. It could be that my friendship isn't good enough. Because at the end of the day, that's a part of you. They're all extensions of you. And so when you treat that, every issue that's an extension of you, you treat yourself first because yourself is the thing that needs so much attention. And that's, that's a fucking no-brainer. Everyone knows that. And while we all know that, it continuously needs to be reaffirmed into our heads. We need to feel like it's true. 
you know, because the external world, it's so important what that person has over there, you know, that purse that they got, they, they, they weave that they got did, you don't, you don't want to get anything other than that, it seems, because in your mind, that thing's, that thing's banging, I like that, I want it, I don't care about the child that lives within me, that really needs something different, because that stuff on the outside world, that external world, it, it gives me something, and it's clear and visible. I don't need it to be reaffirmed and reinforced to me that that thing over there makes me feel good because I can always go to it. It's tangible. I can touch it. I can sniff it. I can taste it. I can lick it. I can do everything I need to do to show myself that it's there. And if it's there, that means I can hold on to it and I'm secure in that. But fuck, that's not a full life. That's only one half of it. We're allowed to have those things. We're allowed to have the things that we want, you know? But if the core part of ourselves says it's not enough unless I have them, then there's an issue to be dealt with. I think. I think so, because honestly, I've done, I've done that. I've been there because I've always wanted more in my life. I've always wanted to feel like I could be more and that the things on the outside could make me feel that way. I've struggled with substance abuse for a very long time now. By very long time, I mean compared to the amount of years I've been a, a human being. So I don't know, six, seven years. I'm 21. Six Six years. Let's, let's call it six years. I've had substance abuse issues for that long amount of time. And at the beginning of this year, on New Year's, I eventually got sober. And I noticed how much of me relied on the feeling of just being up, of being altered even. Just being different than the base form, form of myself. Because the base form of myself could never feel like anything was good. There was a filter. There was a sort of crushing filter on me that would, anything that passed through it, it would feel as if it was bland and meaningless. And what drugs and alcohol gave me, what exercise gives me, anything that I can have an addictive personality kind of flourish through, it, it makes me feel like that filter can go away and that all the things in life can be absorbed properly for whatever reason. And I realized that it stems from that same complex that would cause me to be ultra competitive, cause me to be insecure about what someone thinks of me, causes me to be insecure about what someone feels about themselves or their accomplishments. It comes from the idea that what I have, what I do, what I have done, everything around me, or more importantly, who I am, isn't good enough. I need more. And that's so translatable. Fucking Christ, that's so translatable. Like you said in your brain uh, that I voiced for you, isn't life just about progressing and growing and isn't part of growing, obtaining things? Of course. That's why it's such a difficult issue to deal with. It's within. It's ingrained into us to feel like we need more because more really can be more. In fact, it usually is. The more we get of something good, the better we get. And so we almost trick ourselves. And we project an idea that we need more onto anything that we can get more from. A person, a thing, an idea, a feeling, whatever it is. We get those things because we want more of them. And then we get more of them because we like how they feel. And we like how they feel because they make us feel good. And if we're really into it, we like them because it makes us feel good enough. And envy can be the mechanism to trick your brain the most. Jealousy too. Because you see the evidence of what it can be like to have that thing. If I see someone out in the distance and they have exactly what I think I want, exactly what I think I need, I can see that it's possible. 
And not only that, I can see that someone is living a life with those things. And if I talk to them, maybe I can learn how good or how bad those things feel to have. And if I do that, if they tell me how good it feels to have those things, or even I just observe it, it tells me more. It gives me more information that I use to construct the narrative that says, you need that thing. And if I get it, I don't know how I'll feel, but at least I'll have it. But I can't bear the thought of not having it. And it pisses me off that they have it. And that they feel good about it. And that they can feel like they don't need to get that thing anymore. They don't need to be on this quest. They can relax and settle down and feel like they've done the great things that I've wanted to do. It sucks. It's not a good feeling. But I already have things. Why can't I look at those things as things that matter? Because they do matter. Why do I have this feeling, this sinking feeling, that I'm just not good enough? That I'm not doing enough I don't know but I need to treat it I need to treat every moment I can because I need to feel like I'm doing enough and that I'm good enough or else I'll always have this anger this hatred this resentment this fear of not having the thing in the distance the thing that that person has because I just want to feel good I want to feel good and if I can only feel good by getting that which I do not have, then there's a problem. And I got a lot to work on. But there's hope there. Because if you're asking yourself these questions, if you're thinking these things to yourself, like I am currently in my life, then hopefully you can find a path forward to that goal to make sure that you can feel like you're doing whatever you need to do to feel like you're doing enough, whatever. It's hard, but it's worth it because those moments that feel so bad when you see people get what you want or even just the idea of not having what you want, when you see that, it feels almost as if there's something missing from you. There's a part of you that's not whole. And the best feeling in the world to me is filling in that piece, you know? Filling that hole and feeling like you can be whole. Get it? And that's important. And that's all for today. See ya!